This is the Muscles and Management Podcast, where we build your body and your business. Talking all things training, sports performance, and business for athletes and aspiring coaches to enhance your training and better your career. Muscles and Management is brought to you by Challenger Strength with your host, Jerry DeFilippo. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 204 of the Muscles and Management Podcast. Mike is back. Mike, welcome. How you doing? Good. I'm happy to have you back on. I think we've officially squared away all of our scheduling issues, which were more on my end than anything, because my life is a chaotic ball of chaos. Um, So, yeah, I think we're we're all set on that. So it's it's always great to have you on the fold. I think it adds a lot to the show in terms of having someone to kind of like moderate and bounce, you know, things off of and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, happy for that. A couple announcements, housekeeping type things. As I mentioned last week, there are currently links up on the challengerstrength.com website for both uh, a medicine ball or 19 of my favorite medicine ball exercises for baseball players and 16 of my favorite agility and change of direction exercises that kind of build up as a progression. Uh, if you click on those and drop your email in, it will put you on a list of people that I will send out those individual videos to with some explanation. So um, those have still been getting hit. So I'm kind of just letting them sit for a bit longer than I originally said I was going to. Um, it's been about like a week and a half now. So I think I'm going to wait a full two weeks and then I'll get those out to you guys. So be patient on that. But if you haven't yet and you want those, go fill out those links also. Uh, and Mike can attest to this because he's you know doing a lot of it. We are building a kick-ass newsletter community. Um, I think Mike, what are we over 2,100 subscribers already? Uh, yeah, 20, just over 2,100. Yeah. So, uh, I'm pretty pumped about that. It is now being shared, as I mentioned last week on Twitter through reviews. So if you go on my Twitter bio, it's right there. Uh, you could subscribe. It's on my link tree in my Instagram, uh, and my TikTok. So, uh, we're building up that that is called the challenge your strength newsletter. It goes out Every Tuesday evening, roughly, give or take, you know, hour here, hour there. Um, but we are touching on, I, I, I said this, I wanted to make a newsletter that, you know, actually taught people stuff. And it wasn't just a newsletter to sell things. Like we're going to, I'm going to drop links in there when I have stuff to sell. Like, hey, go check this out. Obviously, like that's a big part of it. But um, I want it to be a weekly source of information that when people see the email come through on Tuesday, they get excited because they can learn um and i think the first three issues have definitely done that mike what do you what is your take on how that's been going so far yeah i think it's been going really good i think um just from an outside perspective is you know i i i have a little bit of a unique perspective just because i'm around you so much so i am hearing things and absorbing things but it's a really good um i think for all levels whether it's someone just kind of interested in you and what you do and then also coaches and trainers as well so it's, it's really high value in my opinion yeah. And I gotta be honest, like it, it, it gets me excited to like, I want to build this. Like I want people, I want there to be 5,000 people that every week get this, e- they get this thing and they're like, Oh, you got to sign up for this email. Like every week comes out, like this guy's teaching something. And yeah. I, and if you aren't a part of it, basically how, how it's structured right now is the main premise of the newsletter is something that I thought of called pumping me up or pissing me off. Uh, essentially, I mean, I've been alternating weeks pretty much, like what pisses me off and what pumps me up. Like I've been kind of going back and forth on that. But basically, um, you know, it's the idea of like something I don't like or something that I've heard recently or something that's going on. Like, what is it? And then like, what can I teach you guys about like my thoughts on it? So like this week I talked about uh, a new athlete coming in and the father saying like, oh, we got to get his first, you know, couple 
uh, steps quicker. Like he needs to get his steps quicker, all this other stuff. Like he needs to, you know, get his feet quicker. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, here we go again. Like another one. Right. Um, and it, you know, obviously, you know, that annoys me because I know that it's just, it's not, you know, how it works. Um, and, and I think that like, you know, it, it's frustrating in that sense, but what can I teach based on that? Right. So like that, that pisses me off hearing that expression, but like, Yesterday, I talked about, like, what is involved in acceleration, force production, longer ground contacts, like, the physics of it. I explained all of that, and then I talked about, like, with all of that said, what are the best ways to build um, your first couple steps in acceleration? And I don't know, Mike, you read it. Like, obviously, you have a a unique perspective. Like, you know, people are going to think you're probably biased because you're, you know, helping send it out and run the whole thing for me. But, like, you can learn from it, right? Oh, hundred. I mean, yeah. I first of all, it's like a, it's a good read. It's it's interesting. It's not, it's not just like a bore. Like you you keep it fun and it's upbeat. But yeah, like all all of them so far are like, especially me. One way I try to think about it is I have a son and he's he's only six right now. But like as he gets older and you know, um, we live in a semi small area that there's not going to be strength coaches for sports and stuff like that. So like if I had a kid that was, you know, middle school, high school aged, like so far, every single thing you put would be super helpful with me, like trying to like help improve my kids. Yeah. I know so many coaches, parents and young athletes are subscribed and like they could open that newsletter each week, take notes on it or, or literally screenshot it and refer yep. to it. Like make it, make a, make yep. a section on your phone, make a flag them all. But like each week, so, so far we've done um training residuals we've done um i believe what was the first one that i did um last week i know i talked about training residuals and what that should make you prioritize and oh i talked about um training being more readily accessible to people and like rep schemes and stuff and like what those mean yeah yeah, like every week it's gonna be something you're gonna learn it's gonna be something funny just because like it's stuff that i'm hearing throughout my life like odds are um so yeah like that that's what that's all about like go be a part of that i think you guys are gonna like it um and then there are some some we've been tossing around the idea of obviously keeping that but then making a newsletter that's a couple dollars a month that adds a couple of things in addition to that so like i would have a drop down bar for you guys to pop questions in and i would answer four to five questions every week and put your you know name and shout you out on there and then include like a once per month uh zoom q a to anybody that's in the you know, paid newsletter group. Um, so if that's something you'd be interested in, like, like I said, for a few bucks a month, like really nothing crazy, um, just enough to just kind of like, you know, take care of us for spending the time on it, then be on the lookout. Cause I think in, a, in like another month or two, I'm going to try to start to um, venture into that. So we'll be keeping the one we're doing now. That'll all be great. But like, if you like those four to five extra features and want to get more questions and have more access and all that kind of stuff, uh, we're definitely going to do that. So just be on the lookout for that. Uh, and I think that's everything from a housekeeping perspective uh, in terms of announcements. Um, I think Mike has four or five of my tweets from this week that we're going to uh, get into and dissect. So, Mike, what do you got for me to, to start that off? Yeah, let's start with. And actually, hold um, on. I, I said we want to talk about Derrick Henry first, right? Yeah, that's. I was going to tell you. The, Thank you. See, the, so see he, the, he keeps me in line, guys. For those that haven't seen it, he's um using tra- chains uh on what uh somewhat of a press and the chains uh, uh, jammer machine so basically yeah. it's like a rack with handles that are like set in the rack you put the weights on the side it's a great machine i love the machine um 
So yeah, Mike, tell me this, because I like to bounce this off you because I think it kind of like could explain a little bit of the perspective of the average person that's like seeing the things that I post. Mm-hmm. Like, what are your, what are your thoughts on this? Like if you, when you see that off the jump. I mean, it, uh, for me, just trying to just look at it as what it is, it doesn't really pass the eye test. Like uh, the chains don't seem like they're doing, I don't know what they're doing. I don't have know. I you, like, have I ever taught you about change or no? No, no. And really the only experience I've ever had with change is like, in like college, we added change to uh, like squats and that's really all I've ever okay, done. So when, when you did that, like were they set up differently than they were in this video? Yeah, they were set up so um, like only a certain part of the lift they were like affecting it, if I remember right. But like, um, if you were to say in relation to like where how they're hanging in this video versus how they were when you did it, what was what were some differences? Like when you the bar was on the rack, how how were the chains? Like were they hanging? Were they on the ground? The chains were. If I remember right, the chains were. Um, I don't remember. I think, I think they were just slightly above the ground to where when you started your squat, eventually like they were touching the ground, I think. Yeah. So yeah, the reason I'm asking is that's essentially the general premise of chains is you put them on um, the bar and you have it so that when you are at lockout, there are like several, like five, six, seven links, the the more honestly, the better on the floor. And the reason for that is, um, you want them set up so that when you are at the top of your squat, they are um, there are less links on the floor. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And when you are uh, at the bottom of your squat, there are more. So how this essentially works is as human beings, um, let's keep the squat as the example here for continuity. Um, as human beings, we are stronger standing with the bar on our back and getting towards the point where we are standing with the bar than when we are in the bottom of the squat, right? Just natural strength curve science. Um, ascending strength curve means that as the joint ex- um, increases, the joint angle increases, think of it like an angle like in math. As the joint angle increases, if you go from 90 to 180, um, so like if you went from like a 90 degree angle to like a straight line, essentially. Um, did I do my right my math right there, Mike? Yes. Yeah. So if you went to like a straight line, basically like you, that angle increases, theoretically speaking on an ascending strength curve, you are stronger at that position. So the chains work so that they are weighing less as you go down to the bottom of the squat links load to the floor. So if they're on the floor and sitting on the floor, they're not loading the bar, right? As you go and you press up from the bottom of the squat, one link comes off, two link comes off three, four, five. It just starts to like, you know, gradually get heavier and extend as we go up uh, through the range of motion. So what then happens is, you know, you're getting that extra resistance through the portions where you are stronger so that you have to accelerate further through the load. And it's called accommodating resistance. And it basically just adds load differently throughout the range of motion to kind of uh, uh, account for the fact of where we're weakest and where we're stronger, if that makes sense. Okay. Mm. So, um, what ends up happening is in this video, he's got the chains on the jammer and they're never touching the ground at any point. I think maybe like inch or two off the ground when the, when the machine's at the bottom of the position. So when he presses, they're just swinging around. All right. And someone's like, Oh, stability and this. So, No, first of all, in this video, the machine, the jammer, the arms you're pressing are locked and set 
into the machine base. So they're not going to go anywhere. When you do a squat, the bar is free on your back. So if you have chains swinging around on the bar, it can move the bar around and would cause some, you know, chaos and, and instability. Um, I can make my own argument that that's not the time that I would do that with a heavier weight on my back because like it can disturb the range of motion and lead to potential injury. And I would also make the argument that swinging chains on this could just whack him and hit him. Um, Mike, I got to tell you, another thing that pisses me off the most about people, you put a video together like this, right? Mm -hmm. And a couple people come out of the woodwork to try to, I don't know if it's like, everyone's agreeing with the video and I'm like the known account that's saying something bad about it and whatever. And someone just tries to be different. So they get notoriety. Cause like if 98 people are saying blue and then like you jump in as the 99th, like, what does that mean for you? But if 99 people, 98 people are saying blue and you come in and say red, you're like, even if I'm not right about saying red, I'm going to get some attention because I'm saying yeah. something different. Right. Yeah, for sure. So like someone's like, oh, you're just accounting for the chains and the vertical force vector, meaning vertical going straight up and down. The chains could be adding uh, uh, weight incrementally in a horizontal vector, like going across. And I'm like, I don't really think that would apply because they're still like in free fall and not touching the ground. So they're kind of just consistently the same weight the whole time. Did someone say that on Twitter? Yes. Or uh, on Instagram on my post. Gotcha. And then another guy came and commented with his whole spiel and said, follow me for more stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're not using, he had like 200 followers. Like you're not using my fucking Instagram to, <laughs> so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, so, no, I, I think that, I think there's something to be said of that, of just people, you know, like if all these people that are saying like, and no offense to these people, but the people who are saying, they agree or love it. Like that's not, that's not going to get people's attention. Right. But if someone comes in here and just starts calling you names and argues, like that's going to stand out whether they yeah, think or it or not. Anything like the people that just want to be like the whole, Oh, you never know. Like, what if he's doing this? I'm like, no, like common sense, what the video is presenting us, it, it doesn't make sense. So, like, stop trying to justify it because you want to be different and stand out because you're the one person that's saying you might like it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And then there's people that are like, oh, like, if, if he, it's Derrick Henry, I'm sure he's doing something the right way. The biggest thing people have problems <laughs> with is separating the trainer from the athlete, okay? Right. <clears throat> and it's like, I'm not arguing or, or shooting down Derrick fucking Henry. He's Derrick Henry. Uh, yeah, he's a better running back than me. No shit. It's like, close though. <laughs> um, like, like, oh, I'm gonna listen to him before I listen to you. You're it's not him versus me. It's the trainer versus me. And the trainer's a fucking moron. Hi there, John. Is that your name? <laughs> Whatever. Are you currently listening to a marketing or business podcast? Then you should check us out. Add to the bone. It's about digital advertising, ad tech, and programmatic advertising. Trust me, one episode would already make you sound smart. I mean, smarter. Click this ad or search us up on your favorite podcasting app. Are you add to the bone? Then you should join us now. Maybe they put the chains on to simulate uh, dodging a def- uh, lineman when it swings back. But like, but like, that's the thing. Like, if you don't even know how to put chains on in a basic sense, yeah. like, 
You shouldn't be training pro athletes. And furthermore, I honestly think bands would have been a better use. Like, and that's the thing too, because I've, I've talked about things from Derek Henry that I've liked. I've, I've right. often said a lot of positives about his training, the hill sprints, um, the one video we had with the jammer, with the bands and like the uh, banded inverted rows that we do. Like, he had a lot of stuff on there that I thought was good. So it's I think like, the, I think the problem that people run into is for whatever reason, they glorify these athletes so much. And, and like, when they see him doing this, they think he's an expert at training and like, yes, there might the be some, there might be some athletes training. that are, but most of them are just, you know, hiring like a trainer and doing, doing what they say. The ones that are experts go to people that are good. Well, true. Ty- yeah. Tyree, Cause they know who Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill is probably one of the most active athletes in pro sports in terms of posting his training. Like, I love it, dude. He posts like gym stuff, field work, like, and I love almost all of his stuff. And he goes to good people because he's interested or he's, he's learned. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the other thing that pisses me off too, is like, if a pro is doing this, it must mean it's good. You don't train pros. What do you know? Or he's a pro athlete and he's doing it. I'm sure it's working fine. Being a pro athlete doesn't mean your training is automatically good. You could have really good genetics, and that's why you're succeeding. Um, on top of that, though, I also know plenty of um, pro athletes that don't train that way. Patrick Mahomes, um, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Um, I'm, 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 I'm like, I feel bad that I'm naming all like you know Chiefs players, but <laughs> you know there are players that train. I think Saquon stuff is pretty good. Like. There are other players that don't train like that. So, like, I don't want to hear that as an excuse because, like, I could throw it right back at you that other pros don't do it that way. So that just negates that entire argument. So what we really have to lean on once that becomes the fact is principles and science and logic. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you get rid of the whole, like, justifying something based on if it's a pro athlete or not, because other pro athletes do stuff in the way that I'm talking about, you then have to start to lean on actual principles to make the argument on what's good and what's bad. Yeah. So that's my take on that. And the other question, the other point I made too, was someone's like, oh, I'm sure if Derrick Henry's doing it, it's good. Like I'm going to do what he does because it clearly works for him. If Derrick Henry all offseason, I put this in a comment on TikTok, just baked fucking muffins <laughs> and ran for 2000 yards because he's an insane. I don't know if you've ever looked at a picture of the guy, but he's 6'4", 265 and ripped to the bone and runs a 4'5". So I, I don't think we've seen many athletes like him. So if you... You know, random five foot seven, hundred and sixty pound kid on TikTok think that like you know all the stuff that he does has genetically modified him into an absolute freak of nature specimen. Then that's fine, go ahead. But you're gonna suck most likely. So like, yeah. if one off season all he puts out are videos of him doing playing pool and singing karaoke, and he goes out there and still runs for fourteen hundred yards because he's an absolute animal, go ahead and try it. Let's see how that works for you. I'd like that training plan to be honest. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, no, I'm with no you. No offense to karaoke. I love me some karaoke. <laughs> um, so that that was my take on that. I, I don't want to get dragged down by the negatives because 95% of the feedback on that was very positive. It got a lot of likes from a lot of really good coaches, a lot of comments on Instagram, except for one or two were really like agreeing and same on Twitter too. So I, I don't want to take away from the negatives. TikTok, you just got to know what you're getting into because TikTok's home of the 16 and 17 year old kids that just know everything. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a good place to grow the platform. So you just got to put up with it. So um, I like I, I love that it, you put it on TikTok because um, like I think Twitter 
especially as you're getting bigger. Well, as you're getting bigger, what, no one are, wants to like argue with people me? are trusting you more and no one wants to argue with you. There's probably a little bit of that going on. Whereas it doesn't matter how big your TikTok gets, there's going to be idiots saying dumb shit on it. So yeah, like, you know it's just fun to see do? different arguments. Like just, it's just entertaining to be honest. Yeah. You know, what's funny too. Like people on TikTok, I don't think as many of the kids know who I am. I don't exactly. mean that, like I don't mean that in an arrogant like do you know who I am but like the kids on TikTok I've just started using it in November right so we're we're like what what's that 6 months 7 months yeah yeah so like we're 7 months in there the following's finally starting to grow and of course to these kids the follower count for you obviously means a lot or like the athletes you're working with like they don't know like how many people that I you know work we work with like how many um respected coaches in the college and pro level follow uh, what yeah. we do and I, that I know personally, um, like they don't know all that. So like they comment on things like who the fuck is this guy? And like, I'm like, Oh, like little do you know, but now yeah. people are starting to jump in on the comments. Yeah. And they're starting to be like, no, like, you know, you just, I mean, you may not know who this guy is, but like one of the kids was like, you know, you could say what you want, but like on Twitter, like tons of uh, division one football and uh, pro football strength coaches follow him. So like, I think he knows like what he's talking about. So, like, I am seeing a little bit more of that. Dude, one kid, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to, like, sit here and take this compliment. One kid, one guy commented, like, on a video I did about um, the Nick Chubb one where he's on the BOSU ball a couple weeks ago. Someone commented, like, that's why he's in the NFL and you're a fan. And someone commented underneath that follows me on there. Some kid, he goes, "Uh, ha-ha, fan, question mark. He's one of the best strength coaches in America. And I was like, oh, that was kind of (laughs) cool. So, I don't know, like. Getting juiced up. Yeah, it's usually the people that like know me from from Twitter and stuff and have now found me on TikTok are usually the ones that comment in like you're just an idiot, like little do you know, like you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and I think TikTok in general, um, there's a little bit TikTok does maybe it's a good or a bad thing, I don't know, but a more outreach to where you're gonna have a lot of people seeing that that don't follow you. Yes. Um, compared to like Twitter, the majority of people that see it probably are following you. Um, so you're going to see, you're going to always have people who just don't know who you are, no matter how big you are getting dude, pulled in from like, the other strength coaches from the Rams DMing me saying really good posts. I like what you're doing. Like yeah. I text Mahomes, guy, Bobby Stroop. We, I have his number. We talk like I get footage, like, you know, I, I comment like every time I make one of these breakdowns, the jets, I know Brad Deweese, we've talked before, um, he, mm-hmm. he said, thanks so much for the shout out. And I commented that on the video. I commented on the Rams video that like the coach DM me into great breakdown, uh, dope page. Like I'm sure some of these kids are like, Oh, like, how does this guy know these people? Well, they reach out to me. So right. I think we're on the right track here in some regard. So, you know, giant middle fingers up to the haters. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get to some tweets. All right. Well, did you want to talk let's at do, all about the three, Rams three, stuff? But yeah, we'll talk to the, I'll touch on the Rams stuff real quick. And let's yeah, do three tweets and three questions. I kind of okay. think that's like a good number. Yeah, yep. All right. So the Rams video, I alluded to it a little bit last week. Um, you want to know how that whole thing came about, actually? What's funny about that yeah. is um, I put up a video of me basically saying I don't like all the balance drills and stuff. And some kid commented who actually follows me. So I guess he does like some of the stuff I post, but he was like, I don't know how you could say all of it, all of this is a joke completely like the entire Rams team. There's a video of them doing this last year. And I'm like, I don't really think there is. So like, I was like, all right, I, if I'm wrong, I'm fine. I'll, I'll screenshot the video or screen record it. And I'll, I'll talk about that one too. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So I went to their Instagram and basically I looked back all the way from now till like April was when they started posting workout stuff for the 2022 season. Mm -hmm. And then I went back to the previous year from April of 21 to like August of 21, right before the season started. Because during the season, they just post all football stuff. Yeah. And I found nothing. Okay. Like nothing related to anything with ladders. Okay. So I then, as I'm doing this, it led me to like a treasure trove of like awesome training content that they've been posting. They posted like seven or eight times over the last like four weeks with training stuff. Like, I love it. I love when teams give insight like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going through this. I'm like, damn, like I like this stuff. Like push up with chains, chin ups, like they're hitting all the basics. Then you look at the speed work. They got, you know, load resisted sprints, curvilinear sprints, um, accelerated decelerations, um, you know, everything that I posted, the lateral jumps, the lateral sled drags, like just such good stuff. And it always like, it makes me feel good when I see teams doing stuff that like we do. Sure. And I even had like one of, uh, I've talked about James on here a little bit. James has been with us for a year. He's one of our coaches now. And, um, he's fairly young. He's still 23 years old. And like, he's still like, you know, he's on social media and he follows a lot of these, um, big time coaches and things like that. And he says to me all the time, he was like, no, it's cool. Like when I see, one of these big time coaches that like I think you know pretty highly of, and they post something, and it's very similar to the stuff that we do. Mm-hmm. And I so that's always cool to me. But the other thing that's cool to me is like this is great, man. Like this team just won the fucking Super Bowl. They got Cooper Cup. They got Matthew Stafford. They got um, uh, Aaron Donald. Uh, Odell obviously just left. Like I'm, I'm probably missing some names. Cam Akers coming back from his injury. Like they have a lot of studs, right? Mm-hmm. I had to sneeze. Excuse me. <clears throat> we're authentic guys that won't be edited out um so i'm like this is really cool it's like it's not like when i post the browns video and everyone's like oh fuck the browns they suck like who gives a shit what they're doing no like this is the Rams. they just want to roll now i'm not saying that this training is the reason for it they have a lot of talent but it's good to see that they're doing they're, they have a staff that puts out good stuff and does good stuff right yep so um Essentially, in a long story short, I put this video together. It showed a lot of um, positives and things that they were doing that I liked. Um, and, and I think you should go check it out. I ended up getting a DM from the strength coach that loved it. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It's, it's more fun to do the, one, the videos and the things I like. Trust me. Um, so anyway, let's get to some questions. Yeah. Uh, are you on your tweets first? Tweets, yeah. Uh, okay. So I have a, a few here and we can do two if they get long, but. A hierarchy of sports performance in terms of importance, sport is always at the top. If we reverse engineer training, we start at the sport and work down. Things we do at the bottom work up together to ultimately build up the sport. Hard to get lost if you think of it this way. Yeah. So um, something I, I put together. And then I'm just going to re- real quick. I'm going to read the like the pyramid you have here. So I can do it if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. As you're explaining. We got accessories at the bottom. We got strength training after that. And we have speed and plyometrics uh, or plyometrics, then um, yep. speed and then yep. score at the top. And what this basically means is the things we're doing towards the bottom of the pyramid are basically to work on the thing above them and above and above and above. And it all just culminates into working towards getting us better at our sport. And I think if we just think of training in this fashion um, and that everything we do kind of ties in together for a greater goal. So like the accessories tie into our goal in the strength training, the strength training helps tie into our goal when we're trying to do to get faster and more explosive. And when we're trying to get faster, and more explosive, we're trying to relate it to the things that we're getting in sport. Um, and I think this is just a good way to have a, a, a mindset 
on how to do training. And I posted this because I did a breakdown, another breakdown on Warner Gunther. And I was going through one of the videos on um, YouTube and I swear, like take my word for it. I've never seen it before. And he talked about how like the, the video talked about how they view training like a mountain with the general and an extensive prep at the bottom, working up to the intensive stuff in the sport at the top. And I was like, I, thought of the whole pyramid thing long before that. And it, I had never seen it. They thought of it before me, but I'm saying like, I put it out long before that just from a thought that I had. So it was kind of cool um, to see those two tie together. So if you want to go on my page and just search pyramid or sports performance hierarchy, you'll, you'll find that chart. You could uh, check it out. What do we got next? Uh, let's see. We got, <laughs> so, so-and-so can't play. They didn't pass the mild test. But he's a pitcher and he throws 95 and he's our best arm. Nope, I don't care. He won't pitch until he learns to run cross country. Yes, that's how stupid some of you sound with your conditioning tests. What's really, really funny is that, like, I was at Julian's wedding, like, three drinks in, and that just popped into my head and I tweeted it. I tell you, like, I just tweet the stuff that I think that that's my brain. Uh, Right. But, like, yeah, it's just so stupid. Like, it's just a good example. Like, I've said time and time again, if – the athlete has no problem playing their sport, but they cannot pass your conditioning test. The test sucks. There's no other way to say it. It's quite simple. Um, that's just the way it is. I got nothing else to say on that. If they are really good at the sport, and especially like baseball, if they're a pitcher and they go out there and throw six innings and have no issues and they're, they're throwing hard, but they can't pass your mile run and you're going to smite them because of that, then you're, you're a moron. So that's all I got on that. Give me some questions. Let's finish up with some questions. Did you see, did you see what someone commented a quote from uh, an old NFL coach? Yes. From- Carlton Salter <laughs> said when it's first in a mile, I'll give him the, the ball. I won't, yeah, I, I won't give it to him. Yeah. That's funny. That was about, um, I believe Bo Jackson. <laughs> all right. All right give me two questions, questions. Up here. Yeah. Let's do, let's do this one. Hey coach. Been working with a group of athletes as well as one of, as well as one-on-one athletes for a few months now. However, these are as a grad assistant at my previous college. I was hoping to start expanding out to local kids and wondering if you have any advice, tips on how to get clients. Anything helps? Yeah. Um, so I, I said all the time, get a social media running. Um, if you want to train a couple of kids for free, if you have another job that you can kind of like lean on for that and you could train them for free to then use them as like, you know, examples and posts to get other kids in. That's a great opportunity to do that. Whoever you work with currently, you could do your own videos of yourself working out and post videos on it. Like put content out there, let people know that that's what you're doing. And I honestly think like try to cultivate relationships with sports uh, organizations or colleges, not colleges because we have uh, coaches on staff, but like, you know, travel ball organizations or places that we have like sports lessons, like baseball lessons or, or whatever it is, try to get in touch with those places and see who works with their athletes and just try to build relationships and network in that sense. I think it'd be really valuable. Um, you know, and maybe you could talk to somebody like, Hey, you have this facility, you do a lot of training. Um, could I like put a couple pieces of equipment in here and try to get somebody to train some of your kids, you know, all good options on that sense. But I think Above all else is, you know, make sure people are aware of what you're doing and post and show them that you know how to get results with people. I think it goes a long way. Cool. All right. One more. All right. I wanted to ask you this one because a lot of these, when I read them, like, I think I know what you're going to say, but this one, I have no idea. So I wanted to ask you uh, from Wesley. Hey coach, been a fan of your TikToks for a while. Recently followed your Instagram. Uh, He's 6'3", 280, plays football and track and field. Back problems all of 2020 and went on a night and went away about nine months ago, but recently was informed. He doesn't say who he's informed by, but uh, his spine still pretty messed up and shoulder. 
probably his spine and shoulders pretty messed up and he probably should never heavy back squat or deadlift again. I was wondering if you had any advice or other compound exercises I could substitute for back squats and deadlifts. You know why I put this Mike? Was that? Cause it was a great opportunity to remind everybody to not ask a person that you see on social media that isn't a physical therapist. Yeah. Don't ask a physical therapist. Yeah. That's why I put this. I am not qualified to give you advice on never having met you before, never having heard if you've gone to a physical therapist and gotten any kind of diagnosis, like that would not be something that you should be asking a strength coach. That should be something you're talking to a physical therapist about and trying to figure out versus like, you know, I could just tell you, go try a trap bar and that like, wouldn't be good for you. But I have no way of saying that because I don't know. So mm-hmm. I put that question on there because I want to urge people go find a physical therapist. New Jersey is a right to treatment state, meaning you can go get physical therapy done before seeing a doctor. I know some other states or most other states aren't like that, but you can go to a doctor first and they, they're going to put you through an x-ray. And obviously that odds are that won't do anything for you. You need an MRI or something uh, of that nature. But once you do stuff like that, you can go see a physical therapist Try to find a physical therapist that has a background in strength and conditioning that understands the lifting movement because they'll be able to tell you um, maybe what you're suffering with or what's going wrong, but then also suggest some other things that you can do instead. And that is why I put that on there because I wanted to make that point because I think it's super important. Cool. What did you think I was going to say? I had a feeling you were going to not give any exercises, but I wasn't for sure. Yeah, so, I, mean, I, like, I, I, I kind of thought that's what you're going to go, but I wasn't. I, yeah, the I fact you put it on here made me like start to there. wonder. Yeah, I wanted to include that in there to just kind of like as a teaching lesson for everybody. Yeah, for sure. That's good. all right. So that's everything for this week, guys. Um, you know, really hope you're enjoying these. I'm really excited about the newsletter stuff that we're doing. Um, you know, be a part of that. It's going to be great. And just keep staying up to date with all the announcements we're making and new stuff that uh, we're going to be doing. And, uh, that's pretty much all I got. Mike, you got anything? No, just, uh, subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, I've been really enjoying it. Just reading it before we put it out and yeah, that's about it. All right, guys. Thank you. Uh, I, we will be back with you next week. Uh, as I always say, give us feedback, repost, let us know what you think, and we will talk to you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of muscles and management brought to you by challenger strength. I'm your host, Jerry DiFilippo, signing off from the show that's changing how we view sports performance, training, and business.